Are you ready? Let's go. And welcome back to another episode of Ascend. We're excited to be with you. I'm Merrick, and joining me again is Jared. And today we're going to dive into another lever that can help improve retention under our Ascend model. This one is helping students engage through the orientation process through interest-based groups. Now, Jared, why did we want to create these interest-based groups? Talk to us about sense of belonging, why is it important, and maybe where institutions fall a little bit short when they think about sense of belonging. Yeah, sense of belonging is something that students of this generation are craving, right? They, they, uh, but they do it in a different way. And, and that's what we'll talk maybe more about as we go through our podcast today. But sense of belonging, we know from long time research, you know, the the Vincent Tinto work, the Alexander Aston's work, uh, lots of important uh, and great thinkers have talked about how students come to college seeking this sense of belonging, and that's what ties them to the institution and increases their likelihood of retaining and, and graduating from the institution. And so helping students get connected was something that we thought a lot about when we were kind of breaking down our whole approach to increasing retention. And, and we focused in on this thinking, okay, so how do we help Gen Z approach this sense of belonging? How are they going to do it? Uh, and institutions often will, what we've, you know, what we learned in working with them is they'll wait to create the sense of belonging um, once students arrive on campus, oftentimes during like the fall orientation or the fall welcome week. And we set out to try to begin that process much earlier uh, right from the get-go, as soon as they accepted their admission to the institution, we thought, how do we begin to create a sense of belonging right then? Yeah, and so what we created is as soon as that student pays their enrollment deposit, they fill out a pre-arrival questionnaire. And in that questionnaire, we ask the students about their interests and hobbies and, and other things. And we then begin to group the students into interest-based hobbies. Now, we've done this through Facebook groups. We've done it through Discord groups. There's a lot of ways that you can tackle it, and many of them have pros and cons, but all of them serve the same purpose. Put students together based on interests and allow them to, to have that social network, start developing that sense of belonging before they ever arrive on campus. Now, some of the groups that we, we've used, I won't go through all of them, but there's a, there's a ton that we've used, can involve theater or ceramics, reading, hiking, football, Harry Potter, politics, Grey's Anatomy, Parks and Rec, and you, you see the picture that really for as many interests as you can have, you'll have students that are interested in those, and you can place students in those groups. Now, Jared, there's reasons why we do it this way, um, and in particular, there's five reasons that, that we really harp on as we go out and consult with, with institutions. Walk us through the five main reasons why we have found this step to be important and successful. Again, yeah, so focused on Gen Z and who they are and the way in which they're going to approach higher ed. We know that incoming students step, you know, or at least reason one, incoming students prefer to speak their mind through social media. They, they feel much more comfortable getting to know each other through that medium or that 
that uh, avenue. Step or reason two is this type of interaction is much more natural for the students. They feel more comfortable with each other online, with that online connection, much like how they meet people all the time. They'll meet them online and then meet them face to face. And it's amazing how our students, how well they got to know each other in that setting before they ever even met on campus. Uh, a third reason was, is it really provided a natural way for our peer mentors to answer questions that were being brought up in these group chats, uh, maybe about like housing or how do you buy books or what's it like on the weekends there in town or things like that. Uh, so what we would do is when we would place students into these groups, we would, we would seed those groups with um, with our peer mentors on campus. And also we would have faculty and staff, uh, for a fourth reason, have faculty and staff engage in this as well. Uh, we would have faculty who share these same interests. Maybe we have a faculty member who uh, really enjoys playing Dungeons and Dragons, or maybe a faculty member who enjoys photography, or a, fa or a staff member who enjoys uh, rock climbing, whatever it is. We would put those individuals or invite those individuals to join into these groups and interact with students in this way. And it was really uh, wonderful to watch the interactions that takes place there. And the fifth reason was, is it really just creates that natural bond or friendship between those incoming students and our institution ever before they arrive on campus. Um, it's been fun. We'll see students make friends, meet new roommates or form roommates, uh, and really create long lasting connections before they ever even arrive on campus. Yeah, one of my favorite moments was, uh, I think it was this past summer where students were put into a music group and they actually realized through communication that they're all going to the same concert up, up north in Salt Lake City and they were able to get together and meet each other and go to that same concert together uh, again before they ever arrived on campus. Now, this leads to the, the question, why do we do it based on interests and, and not by anything else such as major? and Jared hit on a lot of key points that interests, your hobbies, what you enjoy doing is actually a stronger bond than maybe major or, or anything else. We've tried this by major and it just didn't create the, the connections and that belonging that we really wanted. And the way to look at this is look who you hang out with. Even go back to when you were in college and look at your roommates. Who were your roommates? And I would guarantee that probably your roommates were individuals that you enjoy uh, you enjoyed hanging out with shared similar hobbies, interests that you connected with at that level, more so than whether they were in your same major or studying the same thing. So the same is true with this generation, that they want individuals that share those same interests, regardless of whether they're in the same major or not. Now, this continues on through the summer. These interactions occur. Does it end as soon as orientation happens, Jared? Or, or what have we found to be one of those anchors or ways to kind of help seal the deal with sense of belonging when orientation Thunder U actually starts. Yeah, so our fall welcome week, our fall orientation, we call it Thunder U, um, but we bring all the students together and we group them by these interest groups. So this is the time that they get to meet each other face to face. They already have built some of these relationships over the summer, but throughout that fall welcome week, we will put students uh, by these groups together for small group meetings, interactions. We've tried all sorts of things during our, our fall welcome week. We've tried 
carving out time in our welcome week where they can get together and participate in or do that interest, whatever it is. So those who like rock climbing, go rock climbing. Those who like watching friends will get together and watch friends. Those who um, like doing ceramics will get together and, and do some ceramics. Whatever it is, these groups will get together and, and spend some time doing their hobby or interest together. So this really sort of anchors that group together uh, right there at the beginning of school. Yeah, and this, this we have found, creates a, a lot more sense of belonging than anything else we've tried. And where we, uh, most of our students come from other places in order to attend here, it creates that family away from home. It, it's very comforting to know you at least know one or two or maybe ten people, at least virtually by name, before you ever set foot on campus, and it can go a long way. Yeah, it's interesting because some of these groups continue on, some of them sort of break down and they find their one or two people within the group that are uh, kind of their people or their friends and, and they'll just continue on that way. But uh, putting people together by interest right from the get-go, right at admission, has been a tremendous thing for our campus. So hopefully you were able to pull some nuggets out of that. Uh, thanks for joining us on this episode and we will see you next week on another new episode of our Ascend podcast. See you then. You've been listening to the Ascend podcast. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, we hope you'll give us a like on your preferred listening platform and leave us a review. We also would invite you to connect with us on LinkedIn by simply searching for us, Jared Tippett and Eric Kirby, where we would love to continue discussing today's topic with you. And for more practical and proven strategies, just like the one you learned about today, check out our book, Ascend to Higher Retention Rates. Practical Strategies for Increasing Student Retention, Completion, and Student Success, which can be purchased on Amazon.com or on our website, www.tippetskirby.com. We'll be back again soon with another podcast. Until then, keep on raging.